As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to travel and cruise industry news and podcast on this, the 15th day of October, 2022. We got a special guest this morning. Our old friend Pete Hall is going to be with us. Do have a couple news stories, which we'll get to eventually today. World's newest cruise line sales. Celebrity concludes its Boston season as Amera to return to Venice. Passenger falls from the balcony cabin. That's a sad one. Detroit and Great Lakes uh, celebrate record-breaking cruise season. And MSC to launch a brewery at sea. How cool is that? That and a whole lot more live here at 11 o'clock this morning. Today, by the way, folks, is National Mashed Potatoes Day. So sometime today, have some mashed taters. I plan to celebrate Mashed Taters Day. If you're listening by the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. Or wherever you get your podcasts from, just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up pops the old fat travel guy. And also, anytime you're listening to the podcast, if you want to hop over to the video feed to see what we're doing as far as an interview or pictures or clips of my cruising or a member of Chili's Cruises family when they're out cruising, there's always a link in the description so you can hop over to the video feed. All right, with no further ado, my guest this morning really a little over two weeks ago, set the cruise world on fire, literally, when he and his folks hosted 300 solos on one cruise ship. We're going to talk about that this morning and what it's done to the cruise world. And then I find out there was maybe another 100 more solos on that ship. With no further ado, here's my good friend and colleague, Peter Hall, from over there on the other side of the pond. Pete, welcome back to the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Hi, Chili. How you doing? Good. All right. You hosted 300 solos. Just tell me about it. I've never done well, anything near that big or not anything with that many solos. Had to be some well, headaches. Let's hear about it. 
I mean, you just have to look at me, first of all. And here, I've lost my voice. So I've lost my voice on the ship, could you believe, trying to look after and host the three. It wasn't actually 300 chili. It was nearer 400 because we had 300 from Passion for Cruises. And we wear these. The Passion, if you, it's an option. But Passion for Cruises send those out for everybody. They want to wear it around the ship to say that they're from Passion for Cruises and the solo. They can do. It's entirely up to them. So 300 for Passion for Cruises. And it was officially our first hosted cruise. And that's a, a joint venture with um, Cruises for Solos and Passion for Cruises. And there was about another 100, at least another 100 on there from various different other travel agencies, some book direct. And so, wow, yeah, it was... Out of, out of about 3,300 total on board, you're talking about some 400 of us, plus a film crew at the same time, could you believe? Yeah. Just to cause even more chaos. So, yeah. So that was fifth, <laughs> roughly 15% of the entire ship. Yeah, so it was. That's it amazing. Was. You know, and it's as you said, I, I don't know what everyone was saying because I was on the ship, to be honest with you trying to get trying to do my very best to make life as easy as possible for everybody so they can meet other solos as well and yeah it's it's it was it was amazing to be honest with you it really was because the cruising world we've just kind of shown i mean you know what it's like chile for solo cruisers for so long we've paid double the money we've always felt kind of ripped off to a certain extent because it costs us so much to cruise unless we go with a cruise line that has a solo cabin. And so it's kind of showed, showed the cruising industry that if you actually give solos a fair deal, and this was a, an amazing deal, by the way, give them a fair deal, we were cruising numbers. We really were. And so they did, MSC did, and it kind of went crazy. And there's another one next year. It's going to be another one like that as well, by the way. It's not the first. There's another one on MSC in may going to the norwegian fjords that's going to be another busy one so it's it's it just shows you that solos are ready to travel ready to cruise in numbers if you give us a fair deal i think that's awesome and yeah that was the kind of thing that the kind of information that the feedback i was getting literally from around the world uh, it, one thing everybody was shocked that that many solos would be interested in going on a cruise ship. Um, and then everybody wanted to know, well, how smooth was it? You know, how did mm -hmm. it do? One of okay. my problems, Pete, invariably, they schedule solo meetups mm -hmm. either ridiculously late at night, like yeah. 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And, you know, since I'm up at 4 a.m. every day, I'm 10 o'clock at night. Chances are I'm in bed. Or they do it like right in the middle of the early dinner hour. I know. I talk about that because um, I've actually had a solo meeting before, not with the MSC, with Ambassador, funny enough. And the solo meeting was in the daily and it was at midnight. <laughs> at midnight. How amazing was that? I turned up and some of the others did as well, but it's a midnight one. You're right about the meetings in the, and, and how it would go with the meetings because that was one of... One of the things I wanted to do was to make life as easy as possible for all the solos on board, not to cause chaos and not to have chaos around us. And what happened with MSC, um, you get 
you you either have an early dinner or a late dinner. That's what, that's what happens for most of us. I was in the early dinner at six o'clock. Now, three days before we were going to go on the cruise, we were trying to find out and figure out where the meetings were and what times the meetings were. It turned out they had a meeting. It was unhosted, which is a red flag to a ball for most of us solos, Chile, yeah? unhosted at 6.30. I'm like, and I spoke to them beforehand. I was like, 6.30, I'm going to be eating dinner. Half the people at least will be having dinner. So you're excluding already half of, of everybody. And so what was great was um, one of the ladies that we we're talking to from MSC was on board and she managed to persuade them to change the solar meeting from half six to half five. So that was a start. But it was only a start because the solar meeting was at half past five and we were eating at six o'clock. They did have an onboard solo get together on the first day, which I'll talk about in a second. But this solo meeting was what I need to figure out. It's at half past five on the second day in a place called Le Atelier. And I went to check it out. It's a great venue, perfect venue for this. Great big orange chairs to sit around. Perfect for at least 100 or 200 people, whoever's going to turn up. And figured out the bar wasn't even open to half past five. And I'm like, if everyone turns up, how are we going to get a drink, first of all? How are we going to get a drink? Because most of us had to go for six o'clock to eat, and it'd be chaos to get a drink. So I managed to speak to the guest manager, and she said, we were trying to figure out changing the time to, to get the bar open, but you've got to go through the officialdom. I would send a waiter there just to be outside for anyone that's early. That happened on the first meeting at half past five. We had a great turnout, by the way. We had a really terrific turnout. You're not talking about 300. You know, you're talking about 50 to 100 people turning up, which is a great turnout in my sure. view. They turned up at a meeting and this one waiter was trying to serve people beforehand and then going to a different bar, which is crazy. The bar opened at half five, but it obviously didn't kind of work. The next day, I'm thinking, oh, the waiter didn't even turn up. So now everyone, again, everyone turns up. It's unhosted. I ended up hosting this meeting with everybody. And that's how I lost my voice because the acoustics were so terrible. I'm trying to shout, there's no microphone. I'm trying to say, hi everybody, how is everybody? This is what we're doing for fellow solos for the cruise. I'll tell you about that in a minute. There's no host on board, you know, and we're trying to get the bar open and we're trying to do this and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to meet in reception for who wants to get off the ship together, who's not on a, who's not got an excursion booked, you know, because they were going to Morocco, Casablanca, could you believe, right? And, um, and that's another story. And so I'm trying to do all that. And I'm thinking, I'm losing this battle. And I can't keep everyone entertained. I'm not entertaining everybody anyway. I'm trying to keep everyone happy. And that was the second day. And I'm thinking, I have to make, this has to be hosted. Yeah. Please, MSC, you've got all these people on board. Please host this meeting. It makes such a difference to explain what's going to happen. The, the next morning, um, we met in reception for anybody that wanted to walk off the ship together or share taxis or share transport. We did that in La Havre. 
basically, right? And that worked really well for those who hadn't got an excursion. So we did all that. I organized that. Then we had a coffee meeting. And a coffee meeting was at 10.30 in one of the bars for anybody who wanted to turn up and have share a coffee with us. And I was going to be there every day, part of the furniture. So they knew I was there every day in case they needed to have a coffee with me, talk to me, share their experience, or meet other solo. That's what it was about. On the way back, I bumped, I'm thinking, how am I going to get this meeting hosted, yeah? I bumped into the captain, could you believe? And the vice captain and the third in command walking down the dome area, right? The Galleria area of the ship, yeah? Quite close to where the meeting was. So I went up to the captain, as you do, and went, excuse me, captain, can I have a selfie, please? Of course, sir. Of course, sir, yeah? Got the selfie with the captain, the vice captain, and the third in command. And then I went, captain, um, all great, love it, all fantastic, but two things. Well, really three things. One, these hosted meetings, these meetings are unhosted. If you had a host like Norwegian Cruise Line do from your entertainment team, I can't tell you the difference it will make for the experience of the solo cruisers. Because we're on it for 15 days, by the way. 15 day cruise, yeah? Also, the bar isn't even open until half past five. They won't open the bar. If the bar is open beforehand, we can get a drink. But some people are going there going, bar shut, I'm going somewhere else. You know, I said, these just make a little difference for us, you know. And the captain sort of nodded to me and, and his, his, his vice captain said, OK, we'll see what we can do. I then went and sat down in the coffee lounge to grab my coffee. I ordered my coffee. I didn't even get a chance to drink it. Within 10 minutes of me sitting down for the coffee meeting, yeah, with fellow solos who hadn't got off the ship, the um, cruise director found me and says, Hi, Pete, can we have a chat? And I'm like, okay. And so he took me to another venue with his second in command and third in command. He apologized, first of all, so for not giving us enough attention because he's got the film crew have been on board. They're filming a show for Channel 5 in the UK called Mystery at Sea. Yeah, yeah, Mystery at Sea. <laughs> the mystery of the three or the 400 solos, it should be called, really. And, um, and, and, I, and so I explained to Chris, the cruise director, about this situation. And he, he turned around, he was very helpful, and he said, I actually, I get where you're coming from. I will make it happen. Well, the next day, the solar meeting was now in the daily. He had changed from 5.30 to 5 o'clock. The bar was open at 5 o'clock, and it was hosted by a third in command of the entertainment group, a lovely lady from South Africa called Shantae. She hosted the meeting every single day after that. Every day she was there to greet everybody, to say, this is what's happening on the ship. This is what Pete's doing. This is what's going on. What a difference that made. And, you know, but, and eventually she lost her voice because she was shouting because she didn't have a microphone either. But we managed to get a solo meeting. And I said to them, don't just do it for us. Do it for the next people on the ship, even if it's only 10 solos. If there's a hosted meeting, they won't get lost. They will know where it is. They'll get to talk to each other and the whole experience. And so that was my biggest fight in the first few days, to be honest with you, trying to keep everybody happy, trying to sort out any issues with, I was getting problems with um, the dining tables, 
some people were on deck 14 where they were kind of they were moving all the chairs at two o'clock in the morning above them they couldn't sleep so asking me if i could fix that you know and stuff like that so lots of things i was trying to help as much as i possibly hated the table we were on they were saying you know and there's and there's lots and and some there was a lot of people who hadn't cruised soda before it's a big ship huge ship and they were a little bit lost about how it works so that was what i was trying to do so that's the beginning i'll stop talking now yeah now that's that's exactly what i wanted you to do pete okay. i've been you know i've done some fairly good sized groups before nothing in those terms uh, and I know the kind of headaches that that can happen. Yeah. How 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 did you were you all in one area in the dining room or was it haphazard? It was all over the place, to be honest with you. But about I'd say half the people were on early sittings and maybe half were on late sittings. And um, what they did with passion for cruises does this basically right passion for cruises as a company puts all the solos on tables for dinner together so you have fellow solos on your table together okay our table was a big round table with about nine people on it oh my god i mean they were mad they were crazy i haven't laughed so much for such a long time I won the lottery when it came to my table at, at dinner. We had such a fun group of people. Great. It was really two two of us, me and Pete, and Mike was not always there, and the ladies really. And you no, know, and they were laughing. We just got on really well. They were just such fun to be with. So what you knew was that we made friends immediately. So everyone was on these big tables together. And of course, it was luck of the draw whether or not you were actually with people that you got on with. And sometimes I've been lucky, Pete. Every one of my cruises this year, yeah, I've been on uh, fourteen. I think it is this year. Every one of them, one of the highlights of the cruise was my my main dining room table and who I was with. And mine. So my highlight of that cruise was my dining room table. I do know that they all tried to move, but they failed. They had to stay with me, right? So they were stuck with me on that one. But it really was the highlight. Oh, by the way, um, what I would suggest, by the way, we had, I mean, the deal we had, I'll go, i explain roughly what we were paying for this cruise. Why? So to have, to have 300 solos for 400 do a 15 day cruise, it's not even a seven day cruise. But we had the premium dining package, right? The top, the top, the the premium drinks package which is the top extra one that we had yeah now i managed to figure out right which i was so proud of that we didn't have just have the wine the house wine on our dinner table we could actually have a list of drinks that came in our dinner with our dinner i worked that out on like day 12. 12 days 12 days we were drinking the house wine when we could have ordered this lovely list of great wines to have. Oh, wow. 12 days. Idiot. You know what I mean? So these things happen. Again, going back to the fact with the cruising, the fact that three, 400 solos are willing to do a 15-day cruise 
if the deal was right. And you know what was amazing about it was the vast majority of us had balconies. Wow. We were on a balcony. So MSC, they not only gave us balconies, they gave us the premium drinks package on top of that, the, the top drinks package that you can get with them, all included in the price of this 15-day cruise. And you're talking about paying everybody, at the, for the first lot, definitely, were paying way less than $100 a day. Wow. Less than $100 a day for the premium drinks package and a balcony for a solo. And the tips included, by the way. I would be. I would have jumped all over that one too. Well, we did. We did. Four hundred of us jumped all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, what's ahead, Pete? What's next? Well, what it is. I mean, this was a start for us. Yeah. Um, we are now doing these joint ventures with Cruises for Solos. Is my Facebook group the Facebook group that we are with, Chile, isn't it? That yep. you're one of our admin teams and Passion for Cruises is a travel agency that we're in the UK that we've teamed up with. And we are now going to be doing all kinds of hosted cruises in the next few years. Now, when we say a hosted cruise, that's we're not your reps. You know, it's kind of hosted light. We're there to help run, help put people together and just to be there as, as a helping hand and a friendly, smiling face more than anything else. We're not reps. We're not experts. On, on ports and things like that. It's not like walking everybody around together and having this great this entertainment and doing things like that. It's helping people to have their crews and knowing we'll be there. So what we were doing, we were having a coffee meeting that every morning at half past 10, I was always there for whoever wanted to come for a cup of coffee, which was wonderful. The hosted meeting was at five o'clock. So Solos knew there were all these meetings. If they wanted to go to, they could. Meeting outside reception to anybody wanting to get off the ship in port days, by the way. Don't advise it in sea days. In the port days, just so they could have company. Especially when we went to Casablanca in Morocco, which was chaos, by the way. Um, it was absolute chaos um, because we nobody knew where we were docking. We did dock in Morocco, Casablanca. And, and if you weren't doing a trip with MSC, it was about a three-quarter of a mile walk to the outside of the port. Now, there were people that I knew on scooters that got halfway and then had to come all the way back because they couldn't make it. And this was a dodgy road. where all, They wouldn't allow taxis into the port. So what was happening oh, were people right. were... So people were getting off together and walking that together for safety more, more than anything else. And when they got to the end of this three quarter of a mile walk, it was not the best place to be surrounded by, to be honest with you. It felt, it, you know, it was, and uh, a lot of people came back, but we were organizing people to go together. So some of them going together and making sure they were in, together in numbers so they felt safe. And and that's what I was there for. My, my job really was to make sure that no one was cruising alone because if you haven't cruised before, I've been in that situation where I sat by myself for three days on a cruise and not got to talk to anybody, really. We wanted to make sure that if you didn't want to be by yourself, you could meet fellow solos, meet, become friends with different groups, and then do your cruise. So, yeah, we've got a whole load coming up next year with Passion for Cruises. 
I'm going to Dubai on the World Europa, the 27th of January. There's about 100 of us going to Dubai. We're flying with Emirates from the UK, which is amazing. You know, we've got the drinks package. And the World Europa, this amazing new ship, has a secret, um, a secret bar, a secret yeah, speakeasy the- bar that you have to find. So I'm going to have my first meeting for solos in the secret speakeasy bar and see if anybody can find me. Now, it's also, I'll just point that out because it's one of my stories today. Go on. There's going to be a brewery on the world of Europa. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. That could be something to do with the secret first speakeasy First brewery bar. at sea. Bootleg, bootleg brewery, whatever they called it, from back in the days, in the, is it the 20s and 30s in America? So there's a secret bar, and they're not going to tell you where it is, and you have to push the walls to find it. Yeah? Okay. So my, my my plan is, if I have the solo meeting in the secret bar, no one's going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. So, all right, so that's the world Europa. Yeah, and then you're just gonna there's gonna be an ongoing, yeah, list of hosted cruises. What it is for solos, yeah. This is for the solo community. For the first time, cruise lines are talking to us. We were in the Sunday Times. Sunday Times did an article about us, and it's not really about me. Never mentioned my name. It talked about cruises for solos and passion for cruises doing these joint these joint ventures, these hosted cruises with passion for cruises, yeah? And they called it solo power. It's solo power. The solos have the power in numbers because Cruises for Solos is now 37,000 members. Um, Passion for Cruises is over 19,000. So the cruising industry has suddenly gone, oh, if we give these solos a fair deal, they will cruise in numbers. So rather than have all these empty cabins, because we know what's coming in the next couple of years, it could be very difficult for the cruising industry with what's happening with people's money, basically, and cost of living problems. Yeah. And the solos are the consistent ones. They're the ones that carry on. So I'm getting, I got, a, I, got an, I got a message from a travel agent the other day saying, how did you get so many cabins? Solo power. It's the solo community themselves that have made this happen. Well, Pete, I'm just, I'm tickled for you. I'm tickled pink for what you've done for solo cruisers like me. And I'll be waiting with bells on for the day that this spreads to the U.S. And I know there's not been any announcement on that yet. And I know it is coming at some point in the future. Yeah, it's so. coming because we've got hosted cruises and we are going to we know we, we've talked about it and um, we need a, we need to allow americans to join us and to be able yep. to book from america so that's all coming as well because you because we've got we, we've got our admin team from cruises for solos we've got a wonderful admin team and you are one of the wonderful admins chilea as you know we got fraser we got allison we got lizzie you know, we've got Justin, who is uh, Mr. Bucket List, Mr. wonderful Bucket admin List, team. Buddy. We are all going to host cruises in the next, you know, the ladies, Lizzie and Alison. 
are going to host cruises because having a lady host is going to be great, especially for some of the ladies that are a bit nervous about cruising for the first time. It's not going to be 300. You're talking really realistically 40 to 60 to 100 maybe, apart from the one back on the Virtuosa on the 19th of May next year, going, going to it's the Norwegian Fjords, yeah, and I think we're close to 200 already. So, and I'm not wow. on it. One of our lovely ladies is on it, Lizzie. So wish them luck. It's going to be, it's nice. going to be amazing because nice. they have balconies on that as well. Yeah. Cheery. All right, Pete. Some of them are partial view. Yeah, I know. So great. Well, listen, Pete, your voice made it. Um, I, I was <sighs> watching in case you completely flaked out, but you didn't, which is normal. So, We'll stay in touch. Keep us informed on anything that happens, and I'll always get get it on the show. So, and you guys, that was awesome, Pete. Just awesome. And I just want to say a huge thank you to the solo community because you are the real heroes. You are the heroes that have made this happen, and the cruising world has listened. Yeah. All right, Pete. I got to get on with news and stuff. So we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Pete. Bye-bye. All right, that, of course, was Pete Hall from Passion for Solos and Cruising for Solos, Passion for Cruises and Cruises for Solos. I got to get the uh, tongue over the eye teeth this morning. A couple things to go over real quickly before I get to the news this morning. Um, uh, Pittsburgh Jason uh, had put up some, uh, some pictures along the Amalfi Coast in Italy. And of Pompeii, he's just having a fantastic time over there. I'm curious about the round hole in the in the uh, blocks there. Uh, what I think it is, which I won't mention, uh, and I'm but I'm not sure. So uh, anyway, there was a round hole, and uh, anyway, that's we won't go there. The other one to point out this morning because I talked about it yesterday. This is, uh, of course, Bubba and Lynn, and you'll notice they do have a face mask. They were actually in uh, going into Plymouth on an excursion. Now, also that evening, they were in the uh, pub, the English pub, and you'll notice that there's no masks anywhere, either on crew, or guess okay so the only thing i've been able to find definitively about the situation with masks over there is there was a a, on the last cruise not on this one there was a um, slight a small uh nairo virus outbreak and they recommend that you have you wear masks in enclosed areas, but it is not required. It's the information that I've gotten. Uh, and it, there does not appear to be any massive problems on this cruise. So, uh, yes, they did have masks on going into Plymouth. That might have been something that was required by Plymouth. I don't know. So, anyway... That's the situation over there on the Rotterdam. 
Okay, guys, I'll be back with today's news after a quick word from one of our network sponsors. All right, real quickly in the world of news today, the uh, Cruise World's newest cruise line finally got in the water. The Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection, the world's newest cruise line, officially set sail on their maiden voyage on their first luxury ship, the Avrima, the first of three luxury class yachts for the Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection when she sailed from Barcelona, unveiling unique itineraries and immersive experiences. Most voyages range from seven to ten nights with no two journeys alike so that guests can combine itineraries without repeating a destination. Depending on the season, Avrima visits the Mediterranean, the Caribbean, Central America, and South America. The Celebrity Summit has concluded its season in Boston. It departed Boston, concluding a successful summer season after offering 10 to 12 night sailings along the highly desirable northeastern coast of the United States and into southeastern Canada. Boston welcomed a variety of cruise ships throughout the summer, and Celebrity Cruises plans even more sailings from Boston from next year. Celebrity Summit is now sailing a 12th night repositioning cruise visiting Bermuda, St. Lucia, Granada, Aruba, Curacao, and Bonaire before arriving in Miami on October 27th. Beginning in April, Azamara will return for the first time to um, Venice. So, I haven't been to Venice for a couple of years. Beginning on April the 3rd, Azamara will return to Venice as it brings its entire fleet uh, to the Venetian Lagoon ports of Chioga and Fusina on Azamara Journey's 12-night Best of the Med voyage, departing Barcelona for the 2023 cruise season. The cruise line will once again visit the region through a total of 32 voyages, allowing guests to explore Chioga, a seaside town south of Venice. This, of course, is the sad story of the day. A Mediterranean cruise on board the German cruise ship Mineship 6 ended in tragedy last week. During the morning hours, a guest fell from the uh, cabin balcony and landed several decks down. Unfortunately, the guest did not survive the injury sustained from the fall. Mineshift 6 had almost concluded a seven-night cruise around Turkey and the Greek islands and was en route to her home port in Antalya in Turkey. Turkish authorities are handling the investigation but have made no further information available. The ship sailed on its current cruise one day late. 
with a call by Penance Lee Belot. The Detroit Wayne County Port Authority and crews the Great Lakes marked a record-breaking $125 million 2022 cruise ship season. Detroit and the Great Lakes region welcomed 52 cruise ships, which is more than double their last uh, cruising season in 2019. Uh, Visit Detroit has been a key partner in helping to publicize the cruise lines and passenger places like Henry Ford, Motown, Charles Wright Museums, as well as a world-class art institute. According to the Detroit Wayne County Port Authority, 2022 was a record-breaking year for Great Lakes cruising with nearly 150,000 passenger visits to Great Lake ports, an increase of more than 25% from the freezing cruising season, producing an economic impact of more than $125 million. Cruise the Great Lakes expects nearly 170,000 cruise passenger visits to regional ports in 2023, up 15% from this year. And as was mentioned earlier (laughs) with Pete, MSC Cruises is teaming up with Italian-based Baladin Farm Brewery to launch its first brewery at sea on board the newest flagship MSC World Europa. Guests can experience three crafted beers at the Oceanic Brewery, which will be part of the Masters of the Sea pub, one of the favorite places on it for MSC passengers to have a quick meal and delight in the extensive list of beers. MSC World Europa will become uh, will welcome its first guest this winter. The ship will spend its inaugural season in the Arabian Gulf region and then sail toward the Mediterranean at the end of March in 2023. That is going to wrap up the news portion of today's show. Again, my thanks to my good friend Pete Hall for being with us today. That was awesome. And Boy, I tell you what, I am just tickled with what he's doing. He and Passion for Cruises are doing for solo cruisers worldwide. So, all right, let's hop over in the chat room. Eddie's with us. Yo, yo, Brooklyn in the house. Carol's with us. Ken is with us in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Chile and everybody from snowy Pennsylvania. Snow. Uh, S word. The dreaded S word. Jason's with us. Got a lot of good content this week. I tell you what, Jason, it's been pretty busy for me. I've been trying to do a lot of stuff. So Cindy's with us. She says, hi to Pete. I'll only be until 1130. Have a meeting. Okay. Sorry, Cindy. Sorry. Have a meeting. Gretchen's with us. Hi, Gretchen. Gretchen loved Jason's interview yesterday. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, and Jason admitted that he might may, may have been a little bit less than sober, but that's okay. We we get the same way on cruise ships sometimes. But I tell you what, folks, you got to get if you're not following his Facebook page, Jason Garland, you need to follow it. Man, his, even th- this morning, his clips and stuff from Pompeii and stuff were just, his, the videos are great. 
and I can't steal them. I'd love to be able to steal from this from anybody's Facebook page with clips. The only way I can do it is that they're 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 loaded up on Messenger, and I could steal those. So, hot air Tom is in the house. Good morning, everybody. Great news, Cindy's biopsy came, but finally got an answer. Benign, thank goodness. Congratulations, hot air Tom. Give Cindy our love. We've certainly been saying some prayers and thinking about her. Wow, since last week when this all happened. Now, I'm tickled on that one. That's fabulous. Um, of course, everybody's telling how much they're happy about that one. Hot Air Tom says, I can see the cruise line splitting the cost between room and board. Room is a X amount and can be split among two or full for one. But the board, the food, should be half for the single cruisers. Exactly. If, if they do that, then that would at least give a percentage off the 100% thing. It's not fair to pay 100% when you're one person and basically you're paying for two foods. So, uh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, Hot Air Tom. You don't eat for two. That's correct. We don't. We eat for one. Even me, a big fat guy. Cindy says, Jason, you're having too much fun loving the pics and videos. Yeah, me too, Cindy. I think Jason and Jen are doing just a fantastic job over there. They're liable to decide to stay in Europe. They're having such a good time. McKenna says, yes, we unfortunately got snow. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Jason says, I'm exhausted in a good way. Ten-hour excursion today. Yeah, that's a long excursion. Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Pompeii, lots of brothels. Gretchen says, uh, Gretchen, how would you know that they're love? Never mind. I won't ask that. <laughs> ah. And Jason says, yeah, I saw. Okay. Not going to say anything about Pompeii brothels. Uh, we're, we're not. And I know, and I know Jason, Jennifer, I had you on a leash and would not allow you anywhere near a brothel over there. I know her that well. <laughs> now, Hot Air Tom might be a different story if it was him. <laughs> now, and Cindy would kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I love Cindy to death. Oh, my goodness. Nikki, would you be interested in visiting us in December in Myrtle Beach? We have a two-bedroom villa. And we'll be there the 18th to the 31st. There you go, Nick. Overnight is offered for one or more nights. Nice. Let's get Chili to 100 likes. Oh, I'd love that. That would be awesome. Jason, thank you. Love the carved sidewalk advertisements. Yeah. Art and history. There's a Costa ship next to us, and it looks like a Royal Caribbean ship. Could be. Thank you for your generous offer. Our daughter, her partner, and his mother are coming for Christmas, and we have no dates yet, so I don't think it would work. 
does it have the uh, Royal Caribbean trademark flying saucer on top? It has the fake carnival funnel, but the many balconies like our Royal Caribbean. Interesting. They are talking about wanting to go to Myrtle Beach to see cousins. I'll contact you if, if we head up that way. All right, that's cool. Nikki says she's loving the photos from Jason as well. I, me too. Gretchen says, ooh, Casablanca. Guess they will be making the beer with ocean water. You know what, Eddie? I don't know if they have a desalination type situation on that ship. That's a good question. And I don't know the answer to it. And that was not in the press release as to what kind of, I don't know. And maybe that's, it's uh, working with the, the brewery from, uh, that's a very good question, Eddie. I'll see if I can find the answer to that. Jason says solar power. Kenneth says, that's a great interview. Thanks, Kenneth. I'm not a solo cruiser, but I might have to be soon to start out doing more videos about cruising. Richard says, you know it. When I was a kid, we sailed Cleveland, De Detroit, aboard the Aqu Aquarama. There's Katie. Hi, Katie. You're, sp you're supposed to be teaching school or whatever. Everybody's saying hi to Katie. You skipped my message, Shilly. Have I upset you? Whoa. Uh, let me go back and look, Mike. I know you have not upset me. And I didn't know. Mike. Good morning, Chili and everyone. Did I miss you, Mike? I'm sorry if I did. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not. Good heavens, no. I just, when I scroll through things, sometimes my finger goes faster than my brain. <laughs> that's that's more likely what happened, Mike. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm never. I never get upset with anybody. Well, yeah, I do too, but not any of, of my family. You know, now you guys can't do anything to upset me. That I promise you. I get upset with some of my competitors. Let's put it that way. I won't mention any names. How about inviting Pete to join the, oh, to join the Cruz Amigos? Um, the Cruz Amigos started off with Pete. Um, and I was the first one to leave. Uh, in the midst of my cancer and the hard chemo when I lost all my hair and all that business. And then Martin came on board to replace me. And then I came back to replace Pete. 
So Pete was cruising me, goes, that the original thing, that, that's how Pete and I got tied together. I interviewed Pete on my show, and he asked me to come join him for the Amigos, and that's where that whole thing started. Now, that's going back whoa, four years ago now, maybe, or so, when Pete started that. I don't remember how long we've been doing it, but I left for about six months in there uh, during the hard, the harsh chemo, uh, and then and then came back and have been doing it ever since. And so, you know, Martin now is, you know, he's had some personal issues that he's been dealing with. So hopefully, we'll get Martin back into the swing of things, you know, pretty soon. He just quit the cruise amigos a few months ago. <clears throat> well, it's been a little bit longer than that, Gretchen, because I've been back. Wow, I've been back what almost a year now. So, yeah, he's been gone from the amigos longer than that. Yeah. Mike says didn't realize Gretchen. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that was a little bit of the history on the cruise Migos. So, but anyway, uh, Pete uh, certainly appreciated him coming on today, and goodness knows I appreciate what they and I'm saying they between passion for cruises, and of course the cruises for solos are doing for the solo cruise market. And man, one day soon it would be nice to see some hosted cruises over here on this side of the pond and yes i'll be one of the people to host a cruise and if i have to host 300 people i'd be tickled pink that probably drive me crazy i do like that i mean one of the drawbacks if you want to call it that uh is that would be a cruise that i wouldn't be going ashore because you know to have the regular schedule of you know, like a coffee and something in the morning, and which there's no definite schedule for that. But yeah, I could see where, you know, I would want to be at all of those things just in case somebody was lonely or, or didn't know what to do or, you know, any of those things that can happen, especially with new solos. Um, so yeah, I might not be going ashore as much as I like to do. But then maybe I could still work it out. I don't know. Well, we'll, I would I'd look into that. But anyway, Pete did a good job. So hats off to him. Hats, hats off to all of them for what they're doing. That's going to help the, literally, that's going to help the solo world out immensely worldwide. Because these cruise lines now are realizing that we got to do something for the solo marketplace. And that's a growing market. So. Pete could spend an hour discussing his age. Remember me of the Seinfeld I know about nothing. Yeah. Hi there, Tom. And one of my favorite stories with Pete was on him telling the story on his first transatlantic. Uh, he flew over here and got on a, on a ship in uh, Fort Lauderdale, I think it was and lost his luggage and the cab and he starts telling that story and literally 
that story goes on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I mean, he's, he can stretch that into a whole hour just telling that story. So we made fun of Pete on that one a bunch of times. <laughs> There's Justin. Good morning, Mr. Bucket List. Yeah, you missed Pete. You'll have to watch the replay. Pete did a good job. And, you know, we're, we you know, we just brushed on it. But uh, Justin is Mr. Bucket List. Uh, and I will be, you know, when we get to the days of hosting cruises in the U.S., you're going to see both of us doing that. So that'll be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day that we see that as well. So. He never got to the port. Yeah, that was a great story. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Uh, as always, uh, you know, I'll it, appreciate the thumbs up. Uh, uh, Jason wants to give me to 100 likes today. That would be wonderful. So make sure everybody uh, hits the like button multiple times. I know you can't do that. But anyway, uh, uh, that would be wonderful if we had 100 likes on a show. I've never done that on this show. Uh, but anyway. Uh, that's going to wrap me up for today. If you have not uh, subscribed, please consider doing so. It doesn't cost anything. And I'm trying to reach 60,000 subscribers by tomorrow. Uh, that's every day, the goal. 60,000 by tomorrow. That's that's my goal. So please consider subscribing. Uh, hit the bell notification. You'll be notified when I go live or when a new video is posted. And I do a lot of uh, video postings now. They're shorts, mostly short stuff but that's it all right that's gonna be to me for today folks as always stay safe stay healthy think about cruising and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas this is the old fat travel guy have a fabulous day see you tomorrow i regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry so if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.